Set in the frozen world of Hellfrost, this Savage World campaign is a Viking-themed adventure of brutal combat and dangerous monsters. Follow the journey of three god-blooded warriors as they take on the worst the Icy Waste has to offer. Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Matthew George, Brian Rogers, Nate T, David Fergman, M. Neville, Sam, Dyrick, Sean Britcher, Matt Burr, Megan Tolentino, and Midget Snowman. Thank you for listening to our crazy. Again with the God-Blooded. I think that there are a lot of other qualities that three men such as are. It's the God-Blood, isn't it? So, what might you do during the fragile peace to protect your place in the coming order? You heard mention on the, the march up here about the Lodge, not just Astrid's promise of ale, but, you know, the men who have been on this journey, who resent having to go collect you in the first place, looking forward to... You know, some much-earned comforts. Um, and instead, what you see before you is a finely built longhouse uh, with a thatched roof that has been thoroughly burned uh, and is now only a charred husk. All right. Hello, everyone. Who the hell are you? Yeah. Uh, this is Tex. And for folks out there who don't know, I am the very first Fandible intern. Yeah. I'm very, very proud to be so. Where's my coffee? <laughs> uh, so this is going to be our very first installment of The Howling North, a game set oh. in the world no, 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 no. of many wolves <laughs> called Hellfrost. Werewolves uh, of Hellfrost. <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a Savage Worlds setting combining equal parts uh, dark epic fantasy, Norse mythology, and catastrophic climate change. <laughs> uh, for folks who may watch Game of Thrones, basically the setting can be summed up in Winter Has Come yeah. 500 years ago and yeah. shows no signs of abating. <laughs> yeah. Winter, winter is the friend you let crash on your couch. And, and it, then took advantage of, of squatter all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and destroyed your civilization. Um, so for this particular game of Hellfrost, we've carved out a new region and people within the larger continent of Rassilon. Uh, folks who have been, or who are on an island called Halden's Land and have been cut off from, uh, that larger continent ever since the Great Blizzard. So I'll give, start by giving a, quick historical recap of Halden's Land, and, and then we'll get into introducing our heroes. Fuck yeah, history! Okay. Uh, so, a brief historical recap of Halden's Land. The Halda were once a powerful tribe of explorers and raiders who sailed west across the Narfell Sea in search of plunder and trade in foreign lands. Then, 500 years ago, the Great Blizzard, also locally called the Jorinrid, or World Ending Storm, came sweeping down from the far north. If not for the volcano at the island's center, Halden's land would have surely been consumed by the infernal cold. The people of Halden's land were spared, but cut off from the larger world by a shroud of freezing mist, making seafaring impossible. And without foreign kingdoms to plunder, the Halda began to fight each other, leading to centuries upon centuries of clan warfare and bitter blood feuds. Now, the island appears on the verge of a new era, 
Just 10 years ago, an expedition launched by the powerful House Helig achieved the impossible and made a successful crossing to the Western lands. Soon, Helig had reopened trade with foreigners and has used this advantage to dominate the other two houses. After years of war and political maneuvering, the Jarls of House Skyr, to which the characters belong, and House Urknos, have formally yielded their spears and sworn allegiance to Svetland Windworm, who rules House Helig, and now all of Halden's land. Now, let's jump into the game. Boo! Boo! boo. <laughs> worm person! Boo. So that was that boo, boo to Svetlana, or boo to historical introduction? Yes. Boo! Boo history! All I need for my RPGs is a 10 by foot, 10 foot room and an orc. <laughs> ten foot room in an orc also sounds like something you get at a British S and M club. <laughs> I was going to say ten foot orc is my new me- metal man. <laughs> um, okay, so our story begins in Skyland, which is on the island's southwest coast. The players all have access to a map, which we can maybe we'll post it. post online. Sweet. Yes. I'm an intern. Still don't know how this works. Yep. They really just had me doing the social media. Yep. <laughs> um, so. It is the month of Falmoni. I love the internship. The intern, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so are we. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know if we're, if we're capable of giving you credit, but we'll write a recommendation or some yeah. shit, I guess. I'm still Excellent. waiting for that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, it is the month of Falmonin, the end of autumn, and the war-weary people of House Skyland prepare for the coming cold. First snowfall came early this year, setting shepherds hurrying their sheep and goats along the steep footpaths that lead down from the mountain pastures. The frozen mists have begun to tighten their grip around the island, driving big schools of fish into the fjord of Svalgston, where they are hooked, netted, and hauled into small boats to be gutted and sent to the storehouses. Here the fish will be salted and hung over great hearths so they can be stored for the long winter ahead. <laughs> Fucking hot. <laughs> uh, these rituals are familiar, but this year is undeniably different, for the people of House Skyre now live under the shadow of defeat. Everywhere, there are grim reminders of the recent and ultimately hopeless war against House Helig. On the hallowed sea cliffs near Eisnerheim, the landscape is interrupted by fresh mounds of piled stones, where named warriors and shield maidens lay buried with their weapons and treasure. For all those who gaze upon them, this gathering of cairns stands as a bitter, proud reminder of all those summoned to Valhalla in defense of House Skyr. Meanwhile, on the docks, shops, shop houses, grain stores, and farms, cruel shouts rise above the din of work as freeholders scold their new servants the miserable survivors who lost everything but their lives to the war and must now adjust to a new existence as bonded laborers. Those even less fortunate can be found dressed in rags along the muddy pathways of the larger cities, begging for coin, meals, and the frail chance to endure the coming cold. Perhaps the most painful reminder of the war, particularly for one of our heroes, is the charred skeletal remains of the shipyard at Hustoon, inexplicably destroyed by a single ship. The boat docked at night, and from its ornate masthead, it seemed to the watchmen on guard that the ship surely belonged to the Skyre fleet. But instead of men, the ship was loaded with cedar torches, dry brush, and cauldrons of animal fat. More than 20 boats were lost in the subsequent inferno, and with it, any chance of winning the war. Meanwhile, 
Rumors swirl like the fresh flurries of snow. The leaders of both defeated houses, Skyr and Urknos, have been summoned to Vake, the greatest stronghold in Helixland, and in those smoke-filled chambers, these representatives deliberate over your island's future. For now there is peace, but what shape will this peace take? Will the Helix seize land, livestock, and people from the other houses? Will the three houses merge? And for those who find their gaze traveling west over the sea toward foreign, unseen lands, the great question pressing upon their heart is whether House Helig will make known their secret sea path, giving others the chance to seek glory in the long-lost kingdoms beyond the frozen mists. Yeah. All right. Intro good game. Over. Yeah, that was good. You guys did excellent. Thanks yep. for giving this intern a shot. Hey, Zeus, will you pass me that thing over there? Oh, sure. No, no, it's a bottle of beer, actually. Oh. Uh, one? No, no, it's the one that you've been drinking out of. Uh, I, I'm looking for the one I was drinking out of. That's uh, in front of oh. all the way over yeah. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how you, you basically just pick up an empty <laughs> bottle of beer. You want this one? You want this one? Is that, you want my scraps? Is that what's... Wow, no, we're guys really are staying in setting. It's ale. <laughs> it's ale. Right. It's or ale. mead. Right. Say, so I want that thing. What thing? The thing. The thing. Honey God of damn the God damn it, gods. the beer. The beer. <laughs> all right? I want the beer. <laughs> so we're going to do... Character introductions, um, and everybody is going to go through their real name, obviously, introducing yourselves, mm. uh, your character name, and a quick overview about your character. Um, mm -hmm. And the setup for that is the following, uh, that a small but strongly built ship docks nearby, wherever you are, um, and the by its green painted shields uh, arranged in rows along the gunwales, this ship is easily identifiable as belonging to House Helig. Uh, the Dominion, uh, political, uh, kingdom that now, that now, uh, holds sway over the island. Uh, and a band of men disembark from this vessel. Hard men, all disfigured by war wounds, carrying weapons and gear that appear to have seen much use. Uh, all in all, they're in sharp contrast with the fine new ship that carried them to your land, where they have come searching for each of you. So, one by one, uh, again, Real name, character name, overview, but then where do they find you and what are you doing? Hey everybody, this is Dave, and I am playing Baldrum Gold Talon. Baldrum, or Gold Talon as he has been named by the gods, is a uh, slight man of uh, willowy features. Uh, his, he's very, very skinny with, um, with Delicate red and blonde streaked hair that seems so frail that it would snap if you touched it. He has sinewy limbs that seem less like they have muscles and more like they have taut rope underneath the skin. He has wild, passionate eyes uh, that are as blue as the sky above the ocean after a storm. And he would best be, uh, the best visual approximation would be, um, uh, the guy who played, uh, Stryker in Lord of the Rings, um, specifically, or, uh, A History of Violence, that actor. Oh, Viggo Mortensen? Viggo? Yeah, yeah Viggo Mortensen. Um, like, like, History of Violence kind of, uh, version of him, like, just this wild look in his eyes all the time. Uh, and he is currently wearing his uh his antique chainmail jacket, which is less chainmail and actually looks as if it is constructed from petrified seaweed. And 
He is wearing uh, basic pantaloons with some uh, metal and leather stitchings, and he is standing on the beach. He's currently on the beach with his weapons stuck into the sand, and he is currently hunched over a bench that holds a large half strike of tree, and he is furiously sanding it down and 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 taking a knife to it and curling the wood. It looks like he is attempting to, as one man, create a boat. Yep, yeah, and that's and and the the wind is whipping through, uh, through Beldrum's hair as he is furiously trying to do by himself, which should take easily a dozen or so or more men to do. And that's a task made much more urgent by the changing of the seasons. Yep. All right. Uh, hey, guys, this is Dan. Uh, you may know me as the sexiest 40-year-old in Fandible. And I, yeah, and I am playing Rim Fangquiver. Uh, he is uh, the son of Ulren Bearbreaker uh, and uh, one of the... He's, he, you know, he's a well-known sight in town. Uh, he, uh, he is often out in the woods hunting with his massive bow and arrows, and he is a, he is tall and rangy. Um, definitely where, where other, uh, where others of his people are, are stocky and, and strong and, uh, you know, wider, as wide as they are tall, uh, built for battle. He, he has, uh, instead chosen the path of, of speed and agility and uh when within the woods he is he is practically uh one with uh with the you know the the, the birds and the ravens out there uh often camping out uh, in the trees until he can get just the right shot to bring down his prey and uh as as uh, everything begins uh he is on his way to the, uh, he is actually just entering one of the uh, local uh, taverns or drinkeries, whatever, uh, whatever uh, the Vikings uh, call them, um, ale houses, I guess, or ale house, yeah, in the ale house, mm-hmm. and uh, he kicks open the door to the ale house and he's uh, dragging uh, the carcass of a uh, of a very large deer. Uh, he's got a, he's got a deal with the, the owner of the alehouse that he will occasionally, uh, provide meat in exchange for mead. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, as he explained to the, uh, innkeeper over a few drinks, the two things are one letter apart. So, <laughs> so you may as well just like, you know, trade. There's one a for one the rune other. difference. There's a one rune difference. <laughs> so we may as well trade. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he, he kicks open the door, boom, drops the, uh, the carcass and goes, Drinks are on me! Alright. Hey guys, this is Jesus, and the scene shifts from there over through the woods into a cave. From the cave you hear the sounds of battle. The the roar of two individuals, one a bear, one a man, facing off against each other. After several minutes of combat of screams, there's silence. And eventually, walking out of the cave is a man, a very large, large man, more wider than... Not Mark Wilder, but a very wide man, but relatively short comparison to most. While the average, I would say, of most people is, between, is about 5'9", he's only topping at 5'4". But he's a big, burly man with a thick beard. He sort of looks like um, Vin Diesel from The Last Winch Hunter with this massive beard, crushing out in his leathers and his shield covered in blood. And he looks tired and he looks drained, but he also looks kind of haunted. Like he was expecting not to come out of there. Maybe hoping. 
not to come out of there. As he pauses, looking at the sun dripping down, he pulls out a piece of wood, a piece of burnt wood, looking at it, shoving it back to his pocket, and walking back to the bar to have another drink. Love it. All right. Oh, by the way, my name. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, I was going for the moment there. My, no, name is, right. my name is Grimstad Ironbore of the house uh, so of Clan Lufgren. My father is Bard Berngard Lufgren. Excellent. Uh, co- complicating all of this is that uh, Jesus was originally going to play the bear. <laughs> 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 but we did, uh, we rolled some dice and uh, the guy yeah. won. So yep. yeah, didn't yeah. he switched out, out his yeah. character. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention I'm, I'm House Skyer. Uh, my character, yes. Baldwin uh, Gold Talon. Is also House Skyer as well as yes. same Dan's here. House Skyer, no uh, House Skyer all around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, House Skyer all around. But I'm sorry, uh, Dan, clan. the yeah, clan. clan. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Dan and I are Gorenson. the same clan. Gornson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my father Ulren Bell Breberg yes. is your uh, your uncle. Oh, right. yeah. Important thing, uh, because this is funny. Uh, for those who don't know, Clan Lufgren believes that we're part dwarf. Dwarf? Dwarf. Descended said, from dwarves, which everyone else believes are mythical mm-hmm. creatures. It's, it's not, worth reiterating that. Yes. That while the sagas sung by scalds like Beldrin, Dave's character, uh, sing of elves, dwarves, mm-hmm. dragons, giants, and all manner of other fantastic beasts, mm-hmm. nothing like that has been seen in Halden's Land for 500 years. But we know they've existed. Right. We have sure. their blood in our bodies. <laughs> exactly. Nothing like that has been seen. So the Lufkrens are like the Nothing. weird family where like everybody believes in UFOs intensely. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? That's, that's a great co- comparison. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, uh, as, as we've, as we've covered, a, uh, hard group of men are coming for each of you. Um, and, uh, we're going to sort of fast track this scene so we can jump into the use of the adventure deck. Yeah. Um, and, uh, basically when these men locate you, they in, are going to inform all of you that you have been summoned north through a personal summons from no less than Svetlana Windworm herself, the oh. Jarl of House Helig and Ooh. now sovereign of the island. Um, Boom, and the plot. request that they make, <laughs> yeah. Expected this. The request that they make is polite at first. Mm-hmm. So the question for everybody is how, how does your character respond? Are you going to try to run away and escape? Tr- you know, simply refuse, stand your ground mm-hmm. and take on this group of, you know, grim eyed warriors mm-hmm. from Helig? May perhaps charm or befriend them, intimidate them by yep. taking advantage of the fact that you're covered in bear blood. Grimstead <laughs> uh, pauses for a second. He looks at the piece of burnt wood, pauses like, "I will need to personally tell my father that I'll go with you." So you're gonna you're gonna accept your. I'm going to accept. You're totally gonna accept. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm cool. still covered in bear blood. I mean, I like the fact that I might intimidate. You right. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Rim. Uh, he's he's he's. A couple of cups in, uh, by the times they, by the time they find him. He's like, Svetlana, you say? Listen, listen, tell me, tell me this, tell me this, and I will tell you whether I will go with you. How many paces away can this Svetlana of yours hit a target that's about, oh, say, the size of that spot there between your eyes? Because I'm going to tell you, 
I can do it at about 120. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> All right. The, the men are going to exchange glances, and you hear one of them mumble, does this mean he's coming with us or not? <laughs> Uh, is that going to be? Is, but you're are, not. Are you trying to intimidate them, or are you trying um, to? You know, maybe, maybe a little bit of intimidation. He's he's not. They're not saying like no, and he's not hostile. He's almost friendly about it, mm-hmm. but but definitely with that sort of attitude of like, all right, you posers. Let me, <laughs> let me just show you who you're dealing with first before we go any further. Got it. Uh, all right. All right. So as a Player listeners know I love accents. I'm debating whether or not to do the German accent. What is what does the audience think? What do you what does the crowd think? German accent for this character or no? No, no, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think no. I mean, the ger- Germanic thing is. I definitely cannot do a Nord uh, like a, a Norwegian yeah, should, accent. I, yeah, I I'm really feeling it. Like, yeah, how's mine? How's mine? Honestly, I tried it. it you sound like Jesus Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah okay. that's fine. That's, that's, that's probably really... that's probably fine. I mean, okay. just, any spend a season watching the show Vikings and you'll you'll get. Yeah, it's, okay. cool. it's annoying. That's, that's why I'm not even okay. really trying. All right, All right fine, cool. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, when the men show up to the beach where Baldrum is still furiously making his boat, which will be totally seaworthy, uh, they inform him that he is requested uh, that his his audience uh, he has an audience with excuse me audience with the queen, and he says. And and he is just nothing but a bundle of energy. And he starts nodding. He says, but, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But this is almost ready. And he picks up the plank of wood, which is like maybe half a canoe. <laughs> it's basically just a big piece of wood that has some sort of concave groove in it now. And he starts walking towards the water. He's like, no, but I have to see if this works. And then I'll have people, I have people, I'll have people uh, maintain it for me until I'm back and they start approaching him as he walks towards the water. No. And he starts walking backwards. No. Gentlemen, I understand. You have a job, but I have my job too. And I have to see. And he looks behind him and then makes a break for the ocean. Right. And they all chase after him. <laughs> and he's going to try to jump into the water to to swim out as far as he can on his plank of wood. And they're easily going to overtake yes. him. Well, we'll see that through the adventure deck. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. That's where it comes in. So, uh, we'll start with you, okay. your character, Jesus. So, so you're more or less going along with them, but. But I need, I'm going to personally tell my father first. You're going to tell your father first. And in a way, you're trying to sort of charm them or, yes. I mean, you're ingratiating yourself yes. to them. Um, so what's going to happen is you'll draw a card. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and do that. Okay. Where's the card? So who's, who's right there. It? Oh. And suit oh. doesn't matter. I have a jack. Okay, so you have the opportunity here uh, to actually to roll for uh, a positive outcome. Oh. Okay. Um, so uh, I think you're rolling persuasion here, right? Because you're trying to ingratiate yourself. Yes. Uh, oh boy, this was a poor mistake. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't have persuasion. Is there a okay. negative? I don't have a. Yeah, that's a d4 minus two. <laughs> but you get your wild die too. Okay. Let's. See and the to- difficulty on that is going to be seven. So unless I roll a six, I'm screwed. Yes. Not screwed, just not successful at ingratiating. Nope. Okay. Um, uh, after informing them that you're going to tell uh, your father, mm-hmm. uh, the, the leader of the band says... My father will hear of this. Yeah. You can tell whoever the fuck you want, but the ship leaves soon. So you have a few minutes. And then one from the back says, any real warrior would have fought. 
No, no wonder we rolled over these people so easily. I punched the one that said that in the face. Okay. Uh, draw another card. No oh boy. This is a four. It's Jackie Okay. Chan. <laughs> <laughs> you have no, no, uh, so now, uh, you're gonna need to give me a fighting roll, uh, at a difficulty of seven. Fighting. Okay. Fighting roll. Give my d6. Eight. Eight. All right. You succeed. Yep. Um, you, uh, launch yourself into the, into the group, um, and, uh, several, <laughs> several minutes later, you have not had the opportunity to tell your father, but you and the, four, and the four men are all nursing some quite respectable bruises, uh, and particularly the one who made the comment about rolling over the people, uh, is, is reevaluating his experience with House Skyr as the group of you head back to the ship. Okay. Hey, Jesus, can you can you pass me that, that octopus uh, that's in front of the TV? Right. Uh, Everybody so keeps asking for weird things. Talking about this Beers, octopus right here. Octopi, <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, the beer. I meant the beer. <laughs> Just so I can get some dice, because I suspect I'm about to need some. Yes. So would you say that you're trying to intimidate them uh, by? So I'm I'm actually kind of trying to show off my skills. Okay. Uh, basically, I'm hoping to make this a shooting role because I'm like, all right, come on, you step back, step back. All right, there we go. There we go. Now try not to move. Got it. <laughs> they they will not. They they definitely won't. Aren't going to consent to uh, yeah, no, an not, archery I'm, demonstration. But that doesn't mean you have to wait for their permission. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, come on. I move. mean, the, the the doors that you've just blown open into the alehouse to uh, drop the slain elk down uh, are still wide open, and there are certainly trees beyond that, 120 paces or more. Yeah. Uh, but first, draw a card. Yep. Draw a card. All right. I got a king. All right. With a giant axe. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So difficulty five. Sweet. All right. Oh, oh that, that's. Is it your first day, Dan? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Uh, so how's this dice thing work? He's, uh, he's rolled them. Is that it? Ah, uh, shit. Nope. That's a three on both. Three on both? Oh, okay. Um, you, you, uh, you. <laughs> Ever since this, uh, it's the same rune, <laughs> or it's one rune away deal has been struck. Um, you're, 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 you've always felt pretty confident in the alehouse. So, uh, you didn't wait long before that carcass hit the ground to slam back a few, yeah, yeah, a like few I said, drinks. I, I had, I was a couple uh, tankards. And yeah. after making that, the grim proclamation about your archery skills, you draw your, your, your bow, knock an arrow, and send, send it, like, Flying wildly towards the moon. Yeah. Uh, the, moon takes, um, the moon takes three damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, the group of men look out the door, look back to you, and and again the one says, "So you're coming with us or not?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, uh, just I just needed to have that moon. Don't forget, you lost an arrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, I need to find this. Did I? Uh, how many arrows did I start with? Uh, alright, I'll figure that out. Yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure <laughs> that a, out. Just a pack. A shrink wrapped pack. Yeah, yeah, I'll figure that out in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you yeah. are running like the devil. Yep. Um, towards so, the bitter ocean. Towards the bitter ocean. Oh, that's right. You're really, this is swimming. So, yeah. draw a card. Alright. Uh, Ace of Spades. This'll go well. Alright. I know that that suit doesn't matter, but. It's two crows. This is going to go awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. So uh, give me a swimming roll. Difficulty five. Uh, I'd love to. That's a D4. It's going to be cold. All right. Five. Hot but you, but you have your wild die. Yep. 
six. Nice. Six. Oh, no, 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 Explodes. No, 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 no. Six was facing towards me. Three. Oh, three. Ah, okay. Oh, two threes. That's what we're so rocking. That's a no. Yeah. All right. Uh, you cast um, the the uh, plank that you were working on out, out into the shore and are immediately driven back in by a pounding tide yep. <laughs> um, and hauled up dripping wet and cold to your feet and escorted back yeah. to the ship. But see, it still floats. Yep. It still floats. <laughs> and you're one of the boat was shit anyway. Yep. Oh. All right. What did the pro have done? Auspicious. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, I beat up my guys. It's true. You did. You held your own. I hit. Um, all right. So all three of you are each escorted back to that same Helig longship one at a time. So each of you sees first you, uh, Grimstead, and then, uh, uh, Hrim, and then Beldrin are brought aboard, uh, by a group of men. Um, and then once aboard, the three of you are, uh, sort of shoved together, uh, toward the, um, prow of the boat, uh, and generally left to yourselves as, uh, the full crew of 18, uh, slips the moorings on the dock mm-hmm. and launches the boat into the coastal waters. So three of you are given a chance to say hello to each other. So. Oh. Well, I'll say most of this isn't my blood. Oh, good you know, how, you know how you have a base coat and a second <laughs> coat. We have the bare blood. Well, the first is a primer. The, right. the first is a primer. The right. second coat is really situational yep, absolutely. features. Uh, have, you, have you considered uh, just maybe just taking a, a quick dip outside? Just because I don't, this, no, I, this may be a long journey, and I can already smell you. Nah, I like the effect. Uh, Grimstead, you are instantly jealous because you can tell both from the smell on his breath and his voice that Hrim had the chance to down a tankard or two of ale, yeah. or, horn, or rather, excuse me, a horn yeah, or two horn. of ale before is this there, journey. And you're you're instantly wishing <laughs> you had thought to do the same. Is there any chance you have a flask on you? Um. Well, of course, there's a, there's a chance. <laughs> You're not going to share it, are you? He's <laughs> 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 cackling as the boat pushes off I always off knew the I liked you. <sighs> uh, so one of you is slightly bruised and covered in blood. One of you is drunk. And then the third, uh, <laughs> uh, Beltran, is soaked in seawater. Yeah. Tried to run? Yeah. Uh, Which is probably true for about half the time people see you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like so bone, yeah, bone so- wet and yep. soaking. Yeah. Yep. From your various... Unsuccessful expeditions. Yes, they came at a most inauspicious time. I was in the middle of my yearly experiment. It was the first, first outing of the next, of the next boat. Don't explain to them about your. Oh yeah. So every year, everyone in everyone in the area knows this. Uh, Beldrum's father and mother both disappeared at sea when he was a newborn. But he somehow survived, washed up on shore. Since then, he is convinced that his parents, specifically his father, have survived. And every year tries to construct his own boat to go back out into the ocean and find them. And every year he is washed up on shore, half dead, nursed back to health. Where he starts because he has a shit ship, right? Oh, <laughs> you are not strong am, in the skill. I am no. not good at this, right. and it is a it is a. If anything makes people question the wisdom of the gods, it's the fact that I haven't died yet. Right, that the that the gods saw fit to 
bestow their blood upon such a foolhardy mm-hmm. young man. And I, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, in terms of your background, we settled on something even more tragic, which is that your mom was in the boat, and it was her frigid body that kept you alive. That's right. That's right. But it's your father me. that went missing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Somewhere she, out in the mist. Yeah, she kept me alive by wrapping, by basically curling around me. Mm-hmm. But my dad has never been seen again. Right. So every, every so much year, like every Disney princess, you <laughs> mysteriously have no mother, but yeah, possibly exactly. a father, father somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and so they tr- uh, tried to stop me. But the good news is that this particular plank floated very well. So once we get this. Whatever, out of the way from Wormstrom or whatever her name is, then I'll be back to work. How are you? Well enough. I was gonna get some bear meat by some mead, but they got in the way of that. Well, I made sure to impress them. I took a shot at the moon. Came pretty <laughs> close this time too. <laughs> that moon will feel the wrath of what it did to wrong you. <laughs> How did the moon wrong you again? It, well, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, just look at it. Also, uh, he takes it personally when it uh, bequeaths its place in the sky to the sun, because then it's morning, and he is hungover. <laughs> exactly. If the moon never set, he would never be hungover. You know what? Out of all your points, that's the best for His character looks at the moon like, I'm fucking coming to He's just like, I suddenly get religion. I will kill the moon. So... What do you think this is about? What they want to try to claim us as their own? It would be unwise. Mm-hmm. Ours is the place of the gods. We are, we are touched by them. To do so would be to uh, to court their wrath. True. It would be too much trouble. They are as battle weary as the rest of the armies. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming. Uh... Lady, so what would it, would it be? Lady or, or or sky? Like what? What would be the the title of uh, Svetlana? She's a she's currently Jarl, Jarl yeah. Svetlana. So, so Jarl, but, so Jarl the Windworm. Right, but right. people don't people wonder if she's going to assume the title of Queen ah. of the entire mm. island. Well, I'm I'm going to assume that uh, Jarl Windworm has simply heard of our deeds and wants to witness them for herself, which I can't blame her for. Mm. Or, just saying, if three god-blooded said that she should be a queen, I pause for effect. So, yes, but where are they going to get three god Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, the ship turns north along the coast, uh, catching a favorable breeze, and you watch the leeward land pass by. Uh, for all those who might look to port, you face that impenetrable wall of swirling, ice-cold fog slowly closing in around the island. Uh, and as I said, the three of you are more or less left alone. Uh, even when the sail slackens and the Helig men are set to rowing, you're never asked for assistance. Uh, for the rest of the evening and day, uh, at one point you're given uh, some strips of tough salted stockfish and some biscuits. Um and, uh, there is, you do see several skins of ale passed among the men, but you are not invited to partake. Um. The child will hear of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to fight for our honor. <laughs> um, and then, 
as that day passes, you spend another restless night on the deck beneath the wind, uh, listening to the creak of boards below you and the slap of water against the gunwales. Uh, and then through that morning, past cliffs crowned in spruce trees, uh, and then turn the ship turns into the mouth of a river. And for you, if you have the map, you're welcome to follow along. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the little red dots like from Indiana Jones. Um, at which point the men lower the sail and begin to row, leading you upriver towards the fort town of Inrestun. Um, now, th- none of you have been north before into Helix Land. Hmm. Any battles that you might have? How actually? That's, that's a good question. Who among you fought against? Actively fought against House Helix in the pitched struggles before? Not necessarily. Depending on whether or not you voluntarily yeah, I'm not sure joined the the defenses hmm. before the the shipyard was burned, hmm. you likely would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So yes, I was fighting originally. Yeah, I, I definitely fought against them. Mm-hmm. From afar, right? With arrows, right? Yep. But yeah, I was told that it was not my fight by yes. our uh, by uh, the good bear breaker. <laughs> Uh, the that... battlefield is already really crowded. I mean, we don't... <laughs> because the last thing that the last thing that um, that uh, Ulren Bearbreaker needed was a godblooded that was not his son gaining glory on the battlefield. Right. Only calling attention to uh, attention to the fact that his son, a godblooded, was not on the front lines at all. Right. Right. So I was in fact kept away from the fighting. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, the ship continues upriver t- uh, to the fort town of Inrestun. Um, and you, you are now in basically behind enemy lines in Heligland. Yep. Um, Inrestun, you know from your childhood, uh, before the tensions between your houses and House Helig, uh, erupted into full-blown war, uh, was an old river village but is now built up into a formidable uh, wooden fortress with uh, bare uh, walls of raw pine shining in the sun and battlements looming over the inlet water. The other thing that you notice that's that's different and, and frankly alarming, having spent your entire lives on Halding's land, uh, which is, generally speaking, a thickly wooded land until you get into the mountainous interior... Um, basically, the entire la- surrounding land around Industries has been clear cut in every direction. Just meadows of ragged stumps giving an eerie, bleak quality to the landscape. Uh, and actually giving you a somewhat startling view to the snow-capped mountains beyond. Um, it's, it's logging on a level that you're just not familiar with. The vast majority of communities um, you know, e- even when preparing, you know, trying to build multiple ships, you know, creating the, con- the early construction of a, a new longhouse, uh, anything like that, you know, you would, uh, ch- choose the best lumber from, you know, deep within the, the inner wilderness. But <clears throat> to see an entire forest leveled is actually a new sight to your eyes. Um, so the uh the ship the long ship that you're on slows and approaches a pier crowded with small fishing vessels, uh leading you to wonder whether Inrestun might be your destination. 
But instead of mooring, the ship merely touches the dock, basically for an instant, just long enough for a figure in furs wearing a rich green cloak to leap aboard. And when she removes her hood, you recognize her at once. Astrid Alverson, daughter of Griswold the Blackfist. Just what I was saying earlier. <laughs> yes. Great. Intentions are very well timed. AKA. I'm like, Stop my, reading my notes. AKA my future father in law. <laughs> <laughs> he seems um, nice. <laughs> Astrid is a tall, uh, powerfully built shield maiden with fiery red hair. Um, and obviously, uh, nimble on a ship. Um, and everybody, please give me a common knowledge roll, which is just your straight up smarts plus your wild die. Alright. Uh, succeed with a two. Succeed with a two. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's, uh, yeah, what, what is our, uh... Standard difficulty four. Uh, David, as the party scald, you get a plus two. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Nicely done. All right. Yeah, Let me give ahead. you a lot of information. You can oh, decide shit. what to tell them. I'm pretty sure she's a woman. <laughs> Camera pans over. It's like these two lunkheads thinking about it. Cuts to me. I'm flipping through an iPhone on her Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know this chick. Uh, so I make it. Just you make it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know all about my So I'll start. Brother. Yeah, I'll start with what, what, uh, <laughs> what. Hurtum would know, and then go on to the encyclopedic <laughs> to uh, w- Wiki Belgian. Book. <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um obviously you recognize Astrid. Um, yes, and because of the slow motion way she walks. Because you already because you already <laughs> swiped right. Yes. Um, and the and the uh, Sam Cook music that starts playing right. as she gets onto the ship. Uh, both Astrid and her father, Griswold the Blackfist, are named warriors of House Helig, mm-hmm. and both known for their battle proficiency uh, at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, the Griswold is particularly famous, as you know, um, because it is. it has been said, though House Helig has kept the details of this uh, quite secret, that Griswold was the shipmaster who first discovered a passage through the ice fog. Um, and in fact, his name comes from a earlier prior attempt of which he was the only survivor, uh, legend telling that he returned by rowing single-handedly the ship back, uh, despite both hands being completely eaten away by frostbite. Ooh, Hence cool. the black fist. Hardcore. Nice. <clears throat> and that's um, the dude you want to see at dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's... That's uh, what you would have known um, yes. for him. You're more familiar with Griswold than with Astrid herself. Yep. Um, but but she comes from good stock. Yes, Please. and has and and you know though the stock. details are foreign to you. Uh, you know that um, that she herself has been named. Uh, you know, is a named warrior has earned a name in battle. Yes. Um, and uh, though you might wonder why she doesn't carry that name, you've mm-hmm. never heard what that name is. Right. She is known by her father's surname, which right. is Alverson. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Dave, Belgian. <laughs> yep. Um, in addition to, to all that, um, she's a Capricorn. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Go to HTTP, <laughs> www.wikipedia.com right. slash Astrid underscore. Right. She's an ENTP. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Myers Briggs humor. Mm-hmm. That'd be um, amazing if you just like Dave. She's a furry. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's it. Like you that know what? All. You know any of that, man? <laughs> uh, so one thing, um, you, you uh, two real two facts beyond that that wouldn't necessarily be widely known. Um, one is that Astrid carries her father's sword, the one that he, the ancestral blade. That he can no longer wield, um, which is called Brimskur, which is old Skaldic for the rock on which waves break. Um, and that is, and you can actually see this sword. I mean, the, the rest of you would see that she is carrying a larger than usual blade, uh, and on her back, which, which, while well, we're all familiar with that trope from medieval, you know, from fantasy films and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, in your culture, that's just stupid. I mean, it's really hard to pull a sword off of your back versus from your waist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the size of the sh- sword that she carries, the hilt alone, which is all you can see protruding above the, the leather-wrapped hilt, um, protruding above the cloak, is about three hands long. Um, which, again, it feels comical to all of you. Yeah. Right? Like, the Halden combat um, and the average sword length, you know, somewhere between... What the fantasy books usually somewhere between the a short sword and a long sword as being the you know the standard weapons categorization uh Halden blades sort of fit somewhere between those um the blade that she carries is much longer, and in fact uh particularly for yourself, Grimstad, you know you, you might have heard the name Astrid, but seeing this like comically large sword on her back, you might not take her very seriously or think you know that th- this might read to you as something that's all about helix showmanship. Um, overcompensating. And, yeah, exactly. Over, and some <laughs> yeah, kind exactly. of overcompensation. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's clearly overcompensating. I say while uh, carrying a bow at least as tall as I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, hey, does this quiver make my dick look big? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, so that's one thing that you would know, that you, that you actually know the weapon uh, and its name, Brimsker. Um, and it's appropriate that you would no, that is someone who's familiar with Old Skaldic, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically the equivalent of Latin for everyone else. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you also know that uh, in over the last ten years, particularly in the war with the other houses, that Astrid became a much feared warrior, uh, as I said, known especially for ship-to-ship combat, uh, and became a quite capable um, shipmaster in her own right, following after her father's legacy um and has been named not only once but multiple times but refuses to invoke that honor because the names also in old skaldic um are uh skaldic kennings with derogatory sexual undertones uh the the two most common that you've heard spoken are uh Eichsfala and Eichskera, which mean ship swallower or mast biter and could be yeah. interpreted as, you know, are both, in the most formal sense, proper names for her accomplishments in naval combat, but obviously, uh, to anyone familiar with the more body skaldic poetry, uh, are designed to have a quite derogatory, uh, implications. Um, and while you're not, Highly familiar with 
gender politics of House Helig, <laughs> um, that certainly sets a stand- standard in your in your mind. Despite the fact that the leader of House Helig is the only Jarl on the island who is a woman. Um, so, you know quite a bit. And and if other, uh, Dave, particularly because of that, uh, just rock star role, um, if other questions arise, let me know and I'll... Uh, so, those are her rumored names. We don't actually know what her name is, we just know she doesn't want to use it? Yes. Okay. Or at some point, so the naming process, uh, is that another named warrior, often like shortly after the heat of battle, will give you will name you, right? Oh, okay. So, um, it's something that your colleagues bestow upon you, right? Uh, your supposed colleagues or comrades in arms. Shit, so it's like a nickname at work. Right, well, that. which is why, yeah, exactly, which is why, now, it, it can be both honorific, but there are, like, great warriors that are, like, you know... Tiny. Yeah, or, like, fat ass or something <laughs> like yeah. that, right? I mean, you're, the Jarl of your, uh, of how Skyr mm-hmm. is Oswald Ironbelly. Iron yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like, and it's not because he like takes lots of shots. You know, it's, it's not, it's not because his, his gut has uh, resisted many axe blows. All right. That makes um, sense. So, uh, yeah, some, some of them have a kind of like mocking nickname-ish quality, but, uh, from what, from what you understand, basically, you know, others have attempted to name her multiple times and, you know, tried to make it sort of catch on and be uh, acknowledged socially. Um, and she has, through whatever means, refused to let the, let those names spread. Cool. What is she like? What is she, what like, do, I'm hearing does a lot she of, like? Or I'm, what? I'm hearing a lot of like, like negative things. Uh, but my character would be concerned like, okay, cool. She's got a giant sword. Uh, I don't want to see like her henchmen beat me up. So what? does if she's coming aboard this ship Mm -hmm. what is a great thing does she like tennis does she do crosswords like what's a way to connect floral arrangements actually believe it or not interesting dolls Uh, i mean by by renown which is all you would know battle carnage and glory just like any other named warrior and swallowing uh last question because of the rock star role any uh deliances rumored or otherwise no none (laughs) Oh, <laughs> we'll change that soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I look down and say, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I look up. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and shortly after, it becomes quickly clear, almost as soon as uh, Astrid's feet uh, touch the planks of the boat, that uh, she is this ship's ship master. Um, oh, and you see in the, in the response of the men uh, who have steered the dock, um, immediately get to work and actually pick up, you know, to, to, uh, slipping the moors of the dock and, uh, attending to the rigging and, and the oars with a renewed level of, uh, discipline and focus. The boss is here, so. Exactly. <laughs> the boss is here. Um, and, uh, she approaches the three of you. And as soon as she's approaching, I'm immediately like, I knew this was too fine a vessel for, for, for these guys, I say, pointing at the uh, <laughs> at the guys working on the rigging and everything. Do you want to make a persuasion roll to try to <laughs> alter yeah. her? Sure. <laughs> so that's a uh, D4 minus two. My character right. looks right. at one train coming one direction, yeah. train coming the other direction, yeah. sits back and watches. I take uh, his flask, which I stole from his pocket, and start well, drinking it. that's a one there, and that is a 
Ah, straight up one. Oh, right, not a natural one, like three minus two, so yeah, no fail. Okay, great. Yeah. Right. So not, not a, a critical, critical fail. Not a critical one might as well been, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. just went to the outside of the ship. Wow! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have been glorious. Yeah. Um, Astrid strides up to you, um, and she chuckles for a second, and yep. you're like, yes! yes. <laughs> M- made her laugh. And she says, this boat is shit. <laughs> it's brand new, seen no action. Still leaking below the hold. It doesn't and leak as bad I, as his <laughs> ships. Yeah. Yeah, I point. I'm pointing at uh, Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, exactly, and and still too good for the oh, likes of uh, them. Uh, hi. Hello. I trust the journey was all right. Well enough. Yes. You probably have questions about why you've been asked here. Well, we assume our glory has already spread to the lands of House Helig, and you all wanted to get a good look at. The three god-blooded... I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> that that, that really puts a smile on her face. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The glory. I, I said it wasn't a good time and they hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Or you want some purpose for the god-blooded. Again, with the god-blooded, I think that there are a lot of other qualities that three men such as are... It's the god-blood, isn't it? Well, if the three of you possess other qualities... I, I, I will look forward to seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wink. Here you wink. Solid burn. Good one. You're like I'm. I'm with Astrid. Good one. Look at, look at those two chumps. <laughs> um, apologies if any of you were roughly handled in being conveyed here. Uh, apologies for the injuries on your men. They look fine to me. They had a couple of days. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's still covered in the same blood. Right. <laughs> still covered in blood. This <laughs> cloud of flies yeah. all around him. Oh, it's like, God. There's much that I cannot tell you. However, you can trust to this. I have been tasked with keeping all three of you safe. We're going to be continuing up the river and setting camp as... A storm passes. Hmm. Safe. Are they telling me there's people here who'd want us injured? I'm sure there are many people. Hmm. Particularly once you open your mouths. (laughs) (laughs) Who would possibly want to injure three of the (laughs) god-blooded? I look up at the moon. <laughs> Other than the moon. Other than you, moon. Now, is there any, anything you need before I attend to the ship? I'm well enough. Although, if you have a flask on you, I would really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll have ale at the lodge. That'll do. do we need... should be there shortly. Would you like any assistance around the ship? No, I think my men are quite capable. Uh, Unless you want to make persuasion all day. Nope. Beldrum okay. uh, runs one finger along the uh, along the bow of the ship, like he's checking for dust. <laughs> and... The, kind of catches himself on a splinter and then realizes everyone's still looking then wraps it twice with his knuckles and nods. Is <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Anything else? Astrid turns on her heel and uh, sets about to watch her making off. sure that these, these dolts haven't fucked up her ship. Yep. Hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. 
<laughs> one, one, one of you is still going to get cut now. So explain um, to me this keel hauling thing you, yeah. you keep bringing up. It sounds like fun. I like how I specifically include backstory that a character has refused to take on sexually derogatory things. And you guys are like, we're going to one-up it. <laughs> you would never want to. We can do better. You never want to repeat the names we're going to use. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we're all sufficiently terrified. Like, oh, yeah. you get named once and say, no, I'm not going to use it. Like, okay, that's kind of gangster. Twice? And then it's just like, fuck. That's, and, and she's the captain of our ship. She's going to go straight up cloud from Final Fantasy VII on us <laughs> with that giant ass sword if we fuck up. Yeah. Well, and remember the, one of the complicated, while many of you have earned glory in various ways and probably would have been named if not for being Valgor, all of you were basically named at birth. Yeah. So to other named warriors who actually earned their honorific name, yeah, well, there is a certain resentment mm-hmm. towards those who earned names like Iron Boar just based on their, the ire proclaiming something mm-hmm. about their birth. That makes sense. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like we, you know, received a, uh, a modest, uh, $10 million, uh, loan from our father. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. A small sum. Yeah. A very small loan. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, the boat continues up river, um, and finally, uh, ends after another, about another half day of travel, uh, at a frozen bog, largely grown over with peat. Um, another sort of oddity that all of you notice, um, down in, uh, in, in Skyland, uh, on, in every peat bog, that peat is stripped back like a layer of skin so that prospectors can hunt for the pea-sized nuggets of bog iron mm-hmm. from which you, you forge your steels. Um, but ever since House Helig opened a route with the larger world, they have had, uh, ready access to finer, uh, you know, iron and, um, and other metals and no longer forages the bogs, um, leaving the, them to basically grow wild. So for instance, seen it, you guys are like, gold mine, <laughs> you know, yeah. because to, to see a grown over peat bog, you know, would be mm-hmm. unthinkable. Um, as you know, families harvest these over generations, uh, and, and can only, can only actually derive iron from them once, you know, about a generation. Mm-hmm. So to see one sort of left unattended, <clears throat> you know, it's like a, a gold mine or mm-hmm. a, or a oil, oil strike that's just been left, you know. Yeah, it's unbelievable wealth excess exactly. just like lying there. All right, and finally the longship uh docks on the uh the coast. Now, now that you're in the northern regions, um it has become uh the more and more snow has begun to accumulate. Uh and you begin to follow the group up a foot footpath traveling upland into a snowy wilderness of great old trees. Um <clears throat> and then uh, after a relatively short uh march through that wilderness uh you finally stop at a uh iced over lake um and as you approach you hear Astrid swearing under her breath um and y- you heard mention on the the march up here about the lodge not just Astrid's promise of ale but you know, the men who have been on this journey, who resent having to go collect you in the first place, looking forward to, you know, some much-earned comforts. Um, and instead, what you see before you is a finely built longhouse uh, with a thatched roof that has been thoroughly burned. 
and is now only a charred husk. What? Um, uh, quick question, Tex. Do we have our weapons, or were they combat? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. They, they left you with all your gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Whether it's because they didn't deem you enough of a threat, or... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so is there an argument about the location? You see the sort of group huddling together, mm-hmm. and, you know, Astrid... I have a feeling that they're not going to have any ale for us, after all. That's the only reason I came here. All right, let's go back home. Uh, with, a, with a swish of her cloak, Astrid approaches the group of you. This is not what we were expecting. Uh, apparently there's been some sort of accident. However... Accident? Hmm. This is where we'll be keeping you for now. Uh, yeah. Establishing shot of, <laughs> of burnt out husk and us, like, dwarfed by the, the, the still smoldering embers. Where exactly? Surely hardy men from the Skyland can survive a few nights of early winter. Look, it's it's still smoldering. It'll be warm. There you go. There's That's an optimist one. among you. Yes. Come on. And if it's not too warm, don't worry. I say looking at Astrid. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, she's moved on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I say look at where Astrid was standing. I'm going to go. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, so you approach the, uh, the, the husk. It's, it's, um, while it still gives off a heavy charred smell, uh, the, the burned down lodge, it looks like it was, it's actually been burned in the last couple of days and, and particularly with the falling snow has more or less, uh, cooled off. Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're not walking through a, you know, like a burning hot oven. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and as you enter the, uh, the, the domicile, uh, such as it is. And, you know, the thatched roof is still partially intact. There's snow accumulated on it or whatnot. There, you know, but it, it's certainly not going to be a comfortable place if indeed you're supposed mm-hmm. to sit and wait for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, a- and you are somewhat surprised when you enter to see that there is a, uh, another person already waiting there in the, in the lodge for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and give me another common knowledge roll. Oh boy. Five. Four. <clears throat> so we right. all just make it. So you all made it. Um, and based on description of the, uh, the pale, wild haired, thin bearded, uh, man of about your age before you and being able to sort of deduce from the location, you recognize this as Henrik the Mad, uh-huh. one yeah. of the only other Valgor on all of Halden's land who you know very little about. Except that, he's except that his mad. name is not promising. Yeah, Henrik the Mad. And he is smoking a pipe and sort of observes your arrival with an arched eyebrow. I walk a little faster up to Astrid mm-hmm. and I say, have we just found the, mis- the accident? Not that simple, I'm afraid. Oh, of course. And I just look back at the other two godblooded from a from a house like what? <laughs> Go ahead and get yourselves settled. We have some patrols to make. Of course. Very well. And uh three of the the men that you came here with are um left outside and it's the three of you left with Henrik in the burned out lodge. Great. 
And upon seeing the three of you, uh, Henrik, uh, taps out his pipe on the already burned floorboards, um, with an arched eyebrow and giggles to himself and says, well, I suppose that makes sense. And what makes sense to you, Henrik? That the three of you and I am here. That they're huddling us together. Has she left yet? Are you worried? He leans in conspiratorially. She's She's right outside. Yes. She's still there then. Yes, well then I'm very glad to have finally met the other Mm god-blooded. Fellows touched by the... She's still there. Henrik. Look around. (laughs) Henrik, are you worried they're going to try to do something to this building while we are establishing shot inside here? (laughs) (laughs) It's not I who should be worried. Then who? I can't believe you let them round you up. (laughs) I guess I shouldn't be surprised. There's three of us and one of you. He paces a little bit, um, and, and you, uh, instantly notice that he's walking on one leg with a, with a pretty bad limp. Again, you don't, this is like, don't really know a person you just don't know much about. You don't hear, there are no songs sung about this, this Valgor. Do we, we, do we know he's, uh, is he allied with House Helix? Yeah, you know that he's a member of House Helix, and you know that he is, you know, is a fellow Valgor, but, you don't hear about him in battle songs. You don't hear tales of his bravery or cunning or exploration or huntsmanship or any of those Henrik, things. Henrik, would you happen to know why the lodge is currently burnt a bit? I don't. I don't know. It's, it's a mystery, I guess, but I suppose we can guess. We can maybe hazard suppositions. And what would be your And you're like, what the fuck <laughs> is a supposition? <laughs> well, I stop mm-hmm. at three syllables, Henrik. You know yes. <laughs> supposition. I'm assuming, that's, I'm assuming that's another word for guess. Yes. All right. I look at the bar. Uh, <laughs> what's your guess? Oh, I would wouldn't hazard to make a guess. he sort of walk? He walks over to uh, remember. Um, important note about these longhouses. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're designed to contain heat, so there's you know, no yeah. no windows. <laughs> there's uh, a single door, uh, and actually smelling strongly of char and smoke. Because this one's burned out isn't unusual mm. because these things are extremely drafty, smoky, cl- like when they're working well, they're like, you're choking on the smoke from the hearth fire mm-hmm. because they're designed to contain heat. So, um, uh, but he sort of peeks through the, the open door, um, and anyone near him, you can see, uh, the, the flame of Astrid's hair disappearing further into the mm. forest as she and the men split up into the woods for their, what they described as a patrol. Mm-hmm. And Henrik waits a little bit watching her, and then turns to the three of you. What, what are you going to do? What do you mean, what are we going to do? What is Henry? your plan? You all came together. We came on a boat together, Henrik. God! He grabs his forehead and, and hobbles around to the other side of the lodge. They say you Skyrlings are mere rural folk with such narrow views of the world, but I didn't believe. We also heard that... You simply you... came. You came along. <laughs> we also heard that uh, House Helig has trouble walking. Oh, is that just you? Uh-huh. Did you actually seek battle? No, no. This was given to me when I was younger. Given to you? Yes. 
My father didn't take to me sneaking around. Ah. Ah, fathers can be, uh... Can be a burden. All right, well, in any case, our plan is to simply see where where all this leads. I mean, clearly, this is we have been summoned by by Jarl Windworm. Uh, seems to me like a call of for glory. What brings you here, Henrik? Oh, like you, I was asked to come. I was summoned, so I came. So wait, they sent people to get us, but they just asked you, and you showed up, and then you laugh at us. I belong to House Helig, the mm. Conquerors. Uh, what oh. does that make the three of you? Emissaries. Do you not hear questions in your own head when it gets quiet? Or must I ask them? I try not to listen to the questions in my own head. We usually have ale for that. Henrik, clearly something is going on. Many things are going on. Henrik, is your implication that something's going to happen to us? The not conquered. We've already said we were going to serve House Helig. We've already established this. Any harm to us would be stupid. A peace has already been agreed upon. The accord is struck. Ah. There is nothing wrong with us. Between which parties? House Helig and House Skyr have found their common ground. <laughs> Much like my two good legs, you're missing one. Hmm. Erknos. Erknos is a den of serpents. <laughs> <laughs> we hate you just inst- All three of yeah. you just spit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But what does House Erknos have to do with us? Do you believe that they have surrendered? Are you saying they haven't? Erknos operates like a den of thieves. They are independent families. They 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 do not hold to one piece of land. They war between themselves. They do not hold to any sort of traditions. I'm not surprised that Erknos, if it is true, has not has not. Offered peace because Erknos doesn't know an end to conflict. They do not see a future. They are incapable of it at times. They simply know how to mindlessly fight. I would agree. Mindlessness, no end to conflict. All this island will see is war. But that doesn't have to be the fate for the three of you or for me. Henrik, it's not the fate of any of us. We are emissaries. We are at peace, technically. Yes, the lasting peace. Listen to me. Remember, there are still two Mm -hmm. men out front. Mm. There is a ship being prepared for the three of you and more. An expedition led by Griswold the Black Fist. Hmm. Interesting. Leaving the island, the ship is well stocked, and I imagine now lightly guarded. We could go now, the four of us. Take it for ourselves. And go where? They have sea charts. I have seen them. I told you my father didn't like me sneaking. Now I just sneak more slowly. 
I see things that others don't. We could escape all that will befall this island. Wait, wait, wait. We could go through... These sea charts have those those paths through the mist? Yes. Surely you are all capable seamen. <laughs> we both look at, uh, at the bar. Also, capable seamen, new band name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There's just two men outside. The four of us could slip the bonds of this hellish, bloody pool of an island and see what lies beyond. Or you could simply allow yourself to be taken to the next place and the next, according to Svetlana's whim. But what is Svetlana's whim? Why, why is she calling us? Like I said, one can make guesses. Uh, and why send a retinue of guards for our protection? Fairly far into uh, House Helvig's territory. Would the Arknas tru- truly come this deep in? Let me ask you a question. Svetlana, do you believe her to be truly one of us? Chosen and blessed by the gods? Do you believe that? Not until I see her in person. You sh- you can trust me enough to say your iris heresy by simply speaking this aloud. I- Do you believe it? Do you believe that she is a Valgor? I want both of you to consider the source of this current information. Just he- putting that out there. Yes, yes, consider the source. I have yet to meet Svetlana, Windworm. I have heard of things that are fantastical, that are not true. I have heard of mundane things that turn out to be beyond compare. I cannot say either way, Henrik, but whether or not she is god-blooded, has literally yet to be seen. And what you are suggesting is a grand robbery based on a maybe. All right. Hear my supposition, then. Hear my guess. The fact is, you can't answer one way or the other. You know the three of you were. I trust you know that I am. But for her, there is the question... So one must then ask the question, why create the impression that she is? To what end? Why, when you run, when you rule the house that rules the island, why take that extra step, if not for an intention to build an empire where the god-blooded hold a special place? Why bother when you are set to become sovereign Notwithstanding. Now, whether or not that is Svetlana's plan, if it might be, and you are House Urknos, how do you see yourself fitting in to that new world? With Morgara, their only Valgor present, so what might you do during the fragile peace 
to protect your place in the coming order if those questions are questions for you. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Slow nods. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> so are, you're suggesting an, a, a, an upheaval of the current order. That yes. the role of 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 the, the god blooded and the and the and the blood of mankind be changed, and so that the god blooded do not hold the levels of prestige they do before the windworm was granted that name by the ire. Were any jarls? Did any of them possess? The blood of the gods? No. There was no relationship between rule and being chosen by the norms to carry the fate and the whims and the wishes of those divine powers. Now, when the sovereign-to-be deems that that relationship should exist, where does that leave you if you don't have a sister among the Iyer, as Svetlana does. Are you suggesting that the Iyer have a hand in politics now? I'm suggesting that if I was Jarl Ranog, I would kill all three of you and probably me as well. How much more simple do I have to be? Oh, I get it now, yes. Mm-hmm. And simply put, with all due respect, Henrik, if I was House Erknos and the premium for rulership was going to be with the god-blooded, then another move of mine, Mr. Sirmad, would be to ru- would be to gather some of the remaining god-blooded, put them on a boat, get them off of the island, and then use my last god-blooded to challenge and or to have the rule of the land. Mm-hmm. You understand how I can be Suspicious. Of course. But you must ask yourselves, not what would a plan be should a person possess all the information, but in the absence of all information, in the presence of mystery, what choice might you make to ensure the survival of your house? Balancing the odds. Your bewilderment, I think, stands as testament to why God, the God-blooded and rulers haven't exactly had a relationship in the past. No mind for strategy. He hobbles again around the, the perimeter of the house. Um, and just then, the doors bang open and uh, Astrid and two of her men come in. Um, and there's a, a bit of a pause as Astrid sort of looks over, seeing Henrik agitated and clearly worked up. Um, and Henrik, over by the corner, you see, is sort of furiously combing at his already tangled, uh, short, somewhat mangy beard with a, uh, what looks to be, um, a comb of, of some old ivory. Um, and he sort of combs at it with the fury of someone who's very concerned with their appearance, but somehow only manages to make himself look more wild and unruly, almost like a, a molting bird, just like whiskers flying at random. Um, and Astrid takes this in, you can see, with, with some concern, and then slowly turns back to the three of you. 
Some of our men have gotten reports. There have been sightings recently of a large bear in the region. Hmm. Interesting. And apparently just today, not long after we passed, one of these was sighted in a nearby village. Hmm. So I and most of my men are going to go investigate. I trust the three of you will be safe here. Look around at the uh, burning carcass of the uh, <laughs> the longhouse. Yeah, it seems safe. Mm-hmm. A bear. Well, I, I'll leave some men. A bear, the likes of which that would necessitate the attention of the Astrid Alvarsen, Alvarsen could be a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. And I will say. I'm very good at killing bears. And I am very good at talking about him killing bears. <laughs> I've shot at bears. Oh, my orders. My father's wishes are to ensure that you all remain safe. It would not do to have one of you brought back in pieces or to present him with a pile of bear shit. <laughs> that used to be one of you. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I and uh, uh, Belgium scoops up a piece of a uh, piece of wood uh, that's burning, takes a couple paces away, and says, uh, "Rim, yes, notch and arrow. We're going to pass the time while Ingrid is uh, while Astrid is away." Mm-hmm. And I put the wood on top of my head, oh, and I stand very still. While you're gone, we're going to entertain ourselves with your, uh, with your relative, Henrik. Henrik, would you like the first shot? Second shot. Second shot. It's a warm-up sort of thing. While you're away with the bear, this is what we'll be doing. It's going to be a persuasion attempt. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. I'm a, and to help him, I am full, I've already got my bow. <laughs> and it's fully like, <laughs> like, attention <laughs> on the bow. Like, mm. <laughs> David's not. trying to give you desperate, I'm bluffing you motherfucker <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Just a bit of a warning, he's still hung over. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's going to be a d10. <laughs> and that's an 8. Not bad. That's for the race then. Oh, it's not actually well. Depends we're, on we're, there. Contested. Alright. <sighs> Her face just like slackens a little bit with defeat. <laughs> Mine tightens with fear. <laughs> oh, I might have fucked myself. <laughs> Don't move, cousin. Yes, I, su- I suppose it wouldn't do for the group of you to hurt yourselves. <laughs> That's right. I'd much rather be hurting bears. Yep. Besides. And I motion, All right. I, I motion to the burnt out place. This, this place is prone to accidents. <laughs> All right. She confers with her men. Um, and then you see of the, uh, dozen or so, the majority, uh, depart the area, uh, and head off into the woods. And she turns back around. I suppose I will be staying here to make sure you don't get into any dangerous archery games. Since it sounds as if you need babysitting. I know what this is all about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) All right. I'll be Uh, the pizza delivery guy. (laughs) The, um, upon the, the declaration that she's going to remain, uh, Henrik looks decidedly more 
concerned. Mm-hmm. Oh, Meanwhile, so. I'm so like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a second arrow. Two of ones. All right, now don't move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so Texas just unveiled his first, what would you call this, uh, terrain? Diorama. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> diorama. Jesus. I yeah. Get, yeah, I guess this is like a war gaming mat. Or yeah, a, ch- 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 uh, listeners, check out uh, uh, our, our Instagram and or possibly on the site itself. There, there will be pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is impressive. Well done, Tex. Yeah, well, so thank you. If we, we if we could give you, I know you I'm bennies. just a humble intern, but I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to make you guys proud. It's nice that you try. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I mean you keep this up, and in a couple of years you might even start to pay you. <laughs> but he's still, just still waiting on that coffee. <laughs> I was just about to say, I still don't have any I'm coffee. Just saying the coffee would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so yeah, listeners, check out the uh, the pictures. But a brief description is that Texas made a multi tiered. Uh, terrain map with snow, uh, and there's two islands, there's two main pieces, and there's snow-covered ground, there's texture on the stone itself. So, Tex, how did you make this? Oh, and there's also a grid. There's a grid superimposed, but lightly superimposed, so it's kind of faded. So, just... There's a building with a a shattered roof, there's... Mm -hmm. Oh. Alright, dude, what... How? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, the, uh, the... It's, it's actually, luckily, thank God there's a lot of YouTube YouTube videos and a lot of people who do this really amazingly. Um, but the best material, and it's actually really inexpensive, is uh, it's like the pink hard foam insulation boards that mm-hmm. you get at like Home Depot or something. Oh, cool. And if you carve them up like this yeah. uh, and then dry brush over them, it creates an incredible texture without... Yeah, no, any artistic skill required. It looks like, like stone and then yeah. like hard so ice. It's just like, multiple layers of paint. With yeah. did you um now did you use a normal blade? Because I've seen some places say uh, you heat up a blade so it'll cut through. Yeah, you can use some people from. use like these heated wi- hot wire or forget they're like foam carving knives or yeah. basically like a plug-in uh, <laughs> foam board guillotine. Yeah, um, but. I, I mean, A, they cost like 30 bucks, and B, I just felt like if you have a knife, it's probably not necessary mm-hmm. to get into yep. that level of... Uh, I just use like can. a serrated knife to create more of like a rocky, you know, random jaggedness. Um, and like for this, I just put one layer on top of the other and then just cut it at the same angle so it looks like it's one unbroken surface. Oh, and yeah. did you glue it? Um, did you glue it? And we're talking about the island that is higher than yeah. other people mm-hmm. or than yeah. other pieces on the map. Yeah, like we've got different levels of elevation here. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. Yeah. This is nuts. Um, yeah, everyone's going to regret not taking climbing. Uh, <laughs> I took climbing before. Are you kidding me? Like, I was being honest when I was emailing you guys, be like, come on, guys, Texas put a lot of work into this. Let's get him some basic info about our characters. Mm-hmm. If we still hadn't figured out our background stories by the time you dropped this, I would totally understand if you put this out, looked all of us in the eyes slowly, and said, Good night. <laughs> like, put it slowly. Set this out and say, not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never breaking eye contact, packed it back up, and walked out of the apartment. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so how did you. So the snow is what? So uh, there's just a powder called Woodland Scenic Snow that you can ju- you just glue put glue down and then shake it on like anything else. And then uh, the tricky part though is then putting on enough layers as I found of adhesive and you know some kind of matte spray so the snow doesn't act- the snow actually stays on. 
Got it. It's meant for uh, model train enthusiasts who are, at this point, one step above us on the cool (laughs) scale. (laughs) Because we are nerding out. Seriously. This is some serious nerd shit. And and how did you do the roof of the the longhouse? How did you do the longhouse entirely? Actually built a full size longhouse. Yeah, yeah, this is, well, this is just like a cardboard box with mm-hmm. multiple layers of paint, and then I used uh, like the texture on the side here is just like little slats of wood that I glued mm-hmm. onto the side, and then dry brushed over so you can see them. Unfucking believable. Uh, <laughs> actually, so it's actually flammable. So when we inevitably yeah, you can set, actually yeah. set this on fire. When we yeah. inevitably set it on well, fire during the coming battle, yeah, I, I've got a lighter around here somewhere. Ta-da. And this was just, I, so I looked at pictures actually of burnt out thatch roofs and then, uh, threw together just with sticks and like, uh, styrofoam and whatnot. Like, what? Yeah, no. It looks like how the roofs are set up in like toothpick type mm-hmm. wood. And then you can actually see that it's kind of green here. The, I just put flock on there mm-hmm. and then spray that down and then painted that and then put the, the snow over that. Yep. Cool. So, and there last, we are. Okay. So, in the trees, I, Craftily bought from Amazon. Almost last, uh, second to last. How did you do the honeycomb grid on the snow? I know that looks like super awesome, or, or like it required some skill. There's just a I bought like a, a stencil. <laughs> just painted over. Lightly. Oh, <laughs> smart. Yeah, there's just a hex stencil you can buy that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that okay. They have in like craft stores. Uh, yep. Probably for people who want to make like honeycomb T-shirts for their kids' birthday <laughs> parties or some yep, shit yep. or whatever. But it's like one inch hex, and I just. Lightly painted it so it would blend in, but then that way people could easily like move their figures and estimate inches. That's really cool. Last question. Absolute last question. Do you think you could have done this if you had a cat? It's <laughs> <laughs> an excellent question. Because I will tell you straight up, that is why that's why Riffs never had this shit. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's to true. be fair, he he has a dog, and it's a very friendly dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. He gets excited. He gets very excited. Wait he's asleep, and then <laughs> he looks over, and I stop, and then yeah. Same thing for your girlfriend. Wait till they're both asleep, and then <laughs> sneak off into the sneak <laughs> off into the my yeah. Honey, what are you doing out there? Uh, looking at porn. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. weird. It's, weird. It gets weird dark. Listeners, yeah, <laughs> just. For those of you out there, uh, we want to remind you, again, look at these pictures, look at everything Tex has achieved here, and remind Murder that he does, in fact, have a girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Guys, that's I mean, possible. Yeah. The, the dream can be achieved. All it takes is some, I'm going to guess, lime? Yeah. <laughs> Just lots and lots of lime. That's how you keep a relationship alive. Fandible.com. Lime. Uh as I mentioned, um, we're going to have the opportunity to do flashback Bennies as the night goes on in a somewhat strained silence, uh, given the flickering, purposeful glances from Henrik, who has sort of put himself in one corner, smoking fierce on his pipe, uh, looking with obvious concern at Astrid. As a group of you uh, huddle up, um, uh, you're able to light a small fire in the uh hearth which uh though burned will you know um still contain a fire um and uh against that flickering light uh folks start to drift off does anyone have a memory that they'd like to share with the group i do as i'm gazing off into the fire i have a brief memory uh Traveling back, I there's an image, uh, a spot in the woods, 
there is Grimstack holding a very large uh, something wrapped, some large stick wrapped in wood, like something ornate. And in comes three individuals, a man and two women. They walk forward, and there's a discussion between the two. And then Grimstab slowly starts to unwrap the package he had, and in, in his hands is a very large uh, masthead. A masthead f- famous, crafted by his people, that he wraps back up and hands to them. They nods his head. And then the next scene is him gazing down as one of the most important ports of the of the house skyer is burning alive because for some odd reason house healing was able to obtain the masthead convincing the people uh coming in that it was it belonged to their clan and watching as that thing snuck in and burned all their ships to the ground excellent nicely done yep gold coin yep thank you anybody else have a Firelight memory they want to share. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I see those coins. I'm just trying to think of something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Beldrum looks into the fire and the flames dance on his pupils. And he begins to think back of the camera focuses in on its pupils and then pulls out, and it's a much younger Beltram with, uh, still with the streaks of red and in, in shock blonde hair, the unnatural look in his eyes, as he is a uh, child of thirteen, still sinewy and stringy and gangly, and he is looking at a campfire, a a, a bale fire, this enormous fire that is in the center of a gathering of boys and girls his own age. And he is looking from afar at the edge of the forest as they are dancing around it and yelling. And then an older gentleman comes uh, striding up a scald uh, named Yorn. And he's a stout man with a red beard and a shaved head because he has a wicked scar from where he was uh, hit in the head with an axe that was supposed, supposedly meant for a man that he was in, uh, that he was fighting, but was thrown by his brother, and they haven't been so close ever since. And he tells all of the children to calm down, and then he starts reciting the tale of a mighty, of a mighty fisherman who ran along the entire coast of Halden's land, fast as a fox and light as a feather, jumping over every rocky outpost and and dancing on the dunes of the of the the beaches, leaving no trace, and ran faster than the whale that he was pursuing and struck it and killed it with one blow from his from his spear. And it's one of the, it's a free bird style, like <laughs> greatest hits of, of fireside tales. But as this scald is reciting this to the raptured group of tweens, the camera pans back and a young Beldrum is there mouthing every word, every syllable with the fire still dancing in his eyes. And then as the, as the 
story comes to a close, all of the children cheer and yelp and clap, but Belgium just sinks into the woods again. Excellent. Nicely nice. done. Very nice. Alright, yeah, I've got one, I've got one. Okay. <laughs> okay, assholes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Fine. I'll play your game. Let's do this. I remember the time I beat up a, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, as night, uh, night starts to fall and the, uh, the moon glimmers through the, uh, <laughs> through the, uh, broken roof. Um, Rim, you know, he's there, he's sitting, looking at the, into the fire and, uh, his thoughts keep going back to what Hendrik the Mad uh, mentioned about the boat and uh, and the sea routes and uh, and just the thoughts of the lands beyond uh, our island. And as he thinks about that, he, he goes back to a memory not that long ago uh, where it was late at night and uh, he was, there was, there's a, an outcropping of, uh, of stone uh, on the on one of the shores of the island, and on the very tip of that outcropping, uh, which rises up, it's a, it's a, it's a stone, you know, sort of a, a, a stone that, that rises up uh, quite a bit from, from the, the land around it, uh, there is a very large tree, and on the branches of that tree, near the top, uh, stands Rim. Uh, and in his memory, it's nighttime, and the, the moon is shining down, casting that pale illumination upon the the ocean out beyond the outcropping and just there at the very edge of visibility he can see this is one of the places where the where the that freezing mist is is fairly close to shore uh so it's it's a rather dangerous place to be and he's there just squinting off into into that distance and uh as as he looks at the at the swirling mist pulls out a single arrow knocks it pulls back the bow and he lets for a second that, that god-blooded strength flow through him, just embracing his gift as he raises the bow up and lets the arrow fly. And it flies further than any arrow really should until it disappears into that mist. And he just narrows his eyes and then turns away. And in his, in his memory, uh, then the memory kind of changes to less of a memory and more of a fantasy as the where the arrows uh, hit, the mists start to part, and you can just see the the golden lands of glory off in the distance, mm. and he kind of smiles to himself. Yeah, nice, excellent, I like that. love it. I did love it. Nice, nicely done. Benny's all around. Mm -hmm. Not that we're gonna need him. Yeah. Nope. That would be amazing if you just said, like, okay, guys, so right. the next morning happens, and you yeah. just, like, pack up all your... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to get a better sense of the landscape. God, that would be the most amazing gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, eventually, uh, these wayward thoughts carry each of you off into sleep. Um, they've... Uh, the the Helig men traveled here with, you know, woolen blankets that each of you can wrap yourselves in and uh, sort of press yourselves close to the the small fire in the hearth. Um, uh, and in the night, everyone rolls notice. All right. That's it. Notice is D8. D6 for me. I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a two, that's a one. Jesus Christ, my dice 
It is not a good day all around. My stats say I should be. So, no, I am also fully asleep and dreaming of glory. All right. Yeah. Six, eight, nine. Nice. Nice. Um, Dave, you, you, you stir from your sleep, um, hearing a, ever so subtle creak of floorboards um, and in the moonlight cast down through the burned tattered thatched roof uh, you see a that burned tattered thatched roof this one right here mm-hmm. which nice. people listening can't see but <laughs> that makes hopefully they're watching this pictures. while looking at pictures <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you see a a uh, figure making its way to the door. Um, and from its limp, you're able to quickly determine who that is. It's coming back in from the door? Going towards the door. Going towards the door? Yep. Alright. I, um, uh, I very quietly pick up, uh, while still lying down, um, pick up a little piece of detritus uh from the floor like a little piece of burnt wood and i flick it at uh uh at rim Uh oh personally waking me up yeah yeah and then i make a i make a shush motion what's going on and i point it to and uh enric who's leaving and then i do the same thing to grimstad Wakes up screaming. <laughs> I have an axe! <laughs> and then I point towards uh, Henrik, who's leaving. And you can all see the hobbled shadow making yeah. his way to the door. Follow him. I nod. Um, and then I motion that I'll go first. And I'm going to... going to pick up uh, my spear. And then I'm going to basically, like, crawl. So the spear doesn't clatter on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after uh, Henrik. Cool. Yep. Uh, give me a everybody now another second notice roll. Okay. Uh, do I get any oof bonus sixes? Uh, oh, I guess my question is, did I get a raise on that previous roll? Yes. Okay. Yes. In which case, do I get a bonus on this roll from the previous raise? Um, Since it's a secondary yeah, roll. Yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll give you a plus one. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so you know, 16. Wow. wow. God damn, I son. got rolled six twice. It was fun times all day. That's amazing. Yep. All right. So everybody else had a not success, and then you uh, had I had a five. So technically, five. I had a, if the difficulty was four, I had a six. Okay. I had the more important it was difficulty success. of seven, but you, yeah. you oh, were okay. 16. Okay, so then I definitely did not yep. make it. Okay. Um... Uh, Dave and Dan, to the two of you, uh, a very strange thing happens. It's, it's as if you're watching, uh, Henrik one moment, your eyes on him, his shadow clearly outlined in the moonlight. And then in the next moment, it's as if he's just at the periphery of your vision. But no matter which way you turn your head, all you can glimpse is like the, an impression of his thereness, yeah. but not quite fix on him. Mm-hmm. You don't have that problem. Okay, so I clearly see him going, but do I see? And you see him. You see him very clearly, and he. And you see him uh, slip out of the door and into the snow. 
Um, and you remember that there are two guards outside the door. But you see Henrik walk right past. I walk to the door. And you see Beldrum, like, looking around like someone just threw water in his face. Like, mm-hmm. blinking his eyes over and over. Yeah. And, like, looking around, making him look more serpent, uh, mm-hmm. uh, more animalistic, because he's, like, down on all fours. Yeah. And now he seems to be craning his neck back and forth. Tr- like, he doesn't remember how necks work. <laughs> Would I know that it was possibly a godlet ability that he used? Uh, you could, I guess? You could, you could presume that he, yeah. Okay. Knowing, right. knowing that. He belongs. Okay, using okay. that. Yeah, he just stepped out the door. Uh, you saying that at full voice? No, not. A f- I'm gonna whisper. Full volume. No, I'm gonna okay. whisper. I'm gonna whisper, and I'm gonna walk out the door because oh. he walked out. Okay. Um, that's a lot of dice. Yeah. Stepping. No, it's just. Uh-huh. Just getting them ready. Just all my dice. Yeah. Um, yeah. when you step out the door, you see the two mm-hmm. uh helix guards turn I'm, instantly toward you. Yeah. Where Where do you think you're going? Following. One of them sort of. You know, it looks like one of them was sort of dozing against the door. Both <laughs> yeah. of them are huddled up in yep. in their wool coats. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when they say that, uh, you guys hear the flutter of a the woolen blanket as Astrid stands up yep. behind you. Yep. Where are you going? Guess who just stepped out? And uh, he's just, you're 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 just watching him. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. Um, but the guards are looking at you. Like, yeah. In actually, make a smart roll. Oh, this is going to be a mistake. <laughs> oh, uh, three. Three, okay. Yeah, you... It doesn't... It uh, doesn't occur to you that no one else can see him. Oh, okay. Uh, so you just see him... Yeah. ...walking away, and uh, he... see Hearing the guards and hearing the discussion, mm-hmm. you see him turn back, uh-huh. and then he starts to hobble more quickly... Okay. ...off yeah. into the woods. You two are terrible at your jobs. I'm going after Heinrich, and I'm running. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I guess right. at this point, stealth is out of the question. Yeah, yep. So yeah, I, I stand Says up. Says you, I pretend to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I stand up, uh, yeah, Raven stands up, uh, grabbing his, his bow and his quiver. Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, he's, he's running off. Okay, um, one of the, the, the Hela guards are gonna try to stop you. Okay. From going anywhere. I punch him in the face. Cool. Let's do initiative. Okay. <laughs> Let me arrange the figures appropriately. All right. Oh, you got a green. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you can... I'm going to try to push past him to get to Heinrich. Okay, cool. So, uh, give me an opposed strength roll. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, that's a seven. Oh, shit. That's a nine. God damn it. (laughs) Okay, um... Uh, you turn left from the door following Heinrich, who mm-hmm. uh, rounded the longhouse, mm-hmm. uh, following his shadow, which apparently no one else can see. Yeah. Um, and one of the uh, Helig men mm-hmm. uh, bars your bars your path. Yeah. Uh, and being, you know, the brawny half-dwarf yeah. that you are, uh, you throw your shoulder into him mm-hmm. uh, and instead find an immovable <laughs> axe shaft pressed against you, and you find yourself slammed back up against the... Uh, long house, the front <gasps> of the lo- long house, and you feel the, the charred pine boards vibrate behind mm-hmm. you, um, and your head. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm doing Shakes. your job for you. I'm going after Heinrich. What are you talking about? He just left you. Alright, that's enough for one turn. Yeah, okay. Um, what are the rest of you doing? 
Uh, I'm on two, so... Yeah, so am I. I'm saying... Oh, okay, so this, these guys are on deck. So this guy is going to, uh, now try to grapple you. Oh, okay. Is it straight strength? Actually, no. Against, oh, fighting against my strength. Okay. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Okay. Nope. Uh, that is a 13. 13. Okay. Uh, so you, you managed to push him back. Um. And it's a raise, so. Yeah. You, you, he, he staggers back a couple of steps. Mm-hmm. Um, as you free yourself from being pinned. Um, and the, uh, the second guard, uh, swings around and points his spear very, very close to your face. Listen, we've been nice to you so far. That's it. Um, I forget what the order of suits is. We're both going to go at the same time. It's reverse, so. reverse alphabetical. So, so I'm uh, spades. Right. I'm so heart, spades so goes first. Spades goes first. Yeah. 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 Okay. I turn around to Astrid and say, Heinrich's gone. What are you doing asleep? Uh, she's going to move past you. That you're just going to say, it. yeah. Are you going to move? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to move towards the door, but she wants to go ahead of me by all means. Yep. Great. Uh, I, since yeah, Astrid... She, she just pushes by you, like... Yep. Are you also moving, David, or are you yes. just... Okay, so you're going to get to the... Mm-hmm. Yes. Alright, so if Astrid is continue, uh, going outside, um, this uh, shattered uh, roof, uh, would it be possible to climb up to the top of it from inside the... The longhouse, basically. Yeah, certainly possible. Difficult, but... Difficult, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to try and get up on the roof from inside. I'm He's going gonna... to use that climb skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to try anyway with a D4. I'm not expecting a lot. Yeah. But... Excellent. Uh, the It's actually easier to climb than it would be if... It wasn't burned. If it wasn't burned, because there's yeah, plenty exactly. of... That's, yeah. That's, that's why I'm taking advantage. There's, there's plenty of warped boards. Yeah, exactly. It's a very porous surface. The downside is, because of the <laughs> that not every handhold you can guarantee is secure. Right. So right. you may get high up, only to find that you're gripping, you know, an ashy mm-hmm. shard. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and try it, because yep. I was dreaming of being up high. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's a four. Yep. On that one. Uh, great, yeah, so you're, I'm gonna say, uh, you start climbing and you get about your own height off yep. the ground, which is right. about, uh, three quarters of the way to, yep. the, to the roof. Right. It's gonna get really challenging the next one, because you're gonna have nope. to figure out how to get through Perfect. the, yep. Perfectly fair. through might, the thatch I might, roof. I might blow up any on it, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so, next turn. Oh, yeah, that's better. Nine. Ten. Thank you very much. Fuck yeah! Eight. Okay, oh, king. nice. Yep. Nice. Okay. I am taking, I am taking Chase, but first I have to ask, uh, first I have to ask, uh, Grimstad, where did he go? To the left. And I go to the left. Okay. And I'm running. Go ahead and move your figure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I roll a d6, because yep. I'm running, correct? Yep. Three. Cool. Do I have uh, eyes on him by any chance, or am I still... Roll no- go ahead and roll notice again. Okay. And uh, this is at a whopping minus six. Oof. Oh, oh, he got one. There's at least one six. Mm-hmm. Four higher. Ooh, four. So and that's uh, four. Yeah. Yep. yep. You can. You can. Uh, it's as if that hovering, you know, black spot at the periphery of your vision sort of comes into view, and you almost you're like, how could I not see him before he's right there, mm-hmm. like clearly visible in the moonlight. Yep. 
I'll just tell everybody I was drinking with them. All right. <laughs> cool. Yep. He's here! I yell. All right. Uh, the two guests in front of me? They are. All right. So good at this part of their job. <laughs> yeah. If you two don't move, I'm going to squeeze your head together until they pop. Intimidate roll. All right. Uh, let's see. That's a d6 plus a d6. So I'm going to say you're at minus two because um, it would normally just be minus one because there's two of them, but Astrid just appeared behind you. Yep. So oh, they're, right. they're, less, really they're less likely to be intimidated. All right, so let's hope I roll a six. Oh, oh, well, not with that one. Not with that one. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to use one of my bennies because I really want to try to intimidate this guy. Oh, oh yes. There you go. Okay. That's a seven. seven. Minus two is five. Okay, so now he gets to roll his spirit. Yep. Alright. Yep. He's intimidated. Yep. Um, uh, he, you're talking about this guy, right? Yeah. Um, he sort of, uh, he, he takes a step back Mm -hmm. and almost collides with David's character who's rushing past. (laughs) And then he turns around, but you can see he's suddenly, uh, feeling very uncertain about his position. Fair enough. Who's next? Uh, I've got a nine. You. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna try and finish climbing up to the roof. So this is going to be at a minus two. Fair enough. Make the final. I forget. Can Benny's be used before a roll to give a bonus, or is it just yeah? Mm, house rolls fuck because in rifts you can you can push it, or I don't remember what it's called. It's focused effort, and you can burn a Benny to add a d6 to your roll. Yeah, that's what I'm I curious do about. not remember if that is rifts yeah. house rules or. I mean, if not, I'll, I'll think that is standard. Let me get. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we almost never do that. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I'm curious about it. We always wait till see, failure. We never yeah. bank on success. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see if it's worth it. Yep. Bennies. Yeah, just rerolls. All right. So I'll just as far as I can say, unless somebody else wants to look in the deluxe. Yep. I'm looking in the deluxe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it looks like it's just rerolling or soaking damage. All right. Good. 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 Got it. All right. So I'm gonna roll to climb, and it's a minus two. I'm gonna spend Benny to reroll. I try and climb up, and uh, yeah. What, what Do any of your superpowers help? Um, not really. Mine are for aiming and stuff, and the okay. the wild step would help if I was outside, uh, but not doesn't really help for for climbing. Uh, give me a strength roll. Yep, can do. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Yeah, nope. I clearly should not be climbing. Okay, your fault. You told me to take climb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Double one. you you pull yourself up and see a handhold, uh, yep. one of the the rails that makes up the uh, now burned skeleton of the thatch roof, and sort of psych yourself up, bobbing a little bit, reach for it, can't quite get the extension, and drop down, hanging from one hand, um, and with all your might, you try to hold on to pull yourself yeah. self back up, and even put your feet on the wall to yep. try to give yourself leverage, and instead accidentally kick off the wall, the... Yep piece that you're holding on to uh, just crushes in your grip to ash, and you fling yourself back down onto the floor. uh, And take... What's your toughness? Uh, My toughness uh, would this include armor, uh, technically? Not for for grabbing armor falls. I'm guessing not, so four. Four. Alright, so that you are shaken, but not... Alright, yep, so by the other breath... uh, Yeah, you get the breath... (laughs) Knocked out of you and are, are laying. Yep. Trees are much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, now it's these guys. Um. So 
this guy is um, going to actually reach out and try to grab you, David, as you're passing. And by. this guy being this guy right here, yeah, the guy right next to you. He, he sort of is looking around, yeah, feeling he's, he's overwhelmed. Intimidated. It's one of the guards. Yeah, the one I intimidated. Yes, but as you're going past, he's going to reach out and try, like he's trying to control the situation and just sort of okay. reflexively mm-hmm. reaches out to try to grab you. Sounds good. Uh, so he's just making a straight up fighting roll, basically to grab you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh boy. That's a twelve. Parade for guard. So that's mm-hmm. higher than your parry. So Way higher. He yep. grabbed you. All right. Cool. Um, so you can resist with your strength or agility and try to squirm reflexively to I, squirm. It is the the pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll go for agility. Squirm. Mm-hmm. Squirm like the wind. And I have to be a twelve. Yeah. Six. Nope. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a mighty weaving attempt, but he's still one uh, fist manages to grab onto your cloak uh, and hold you, hold you in place. All right. Now, where do you think you're going? He's over there. Um, the gentleman with the spear has had about enough of you and is going to try to uh, hit you in the face with the butt of the spear. That's nice. Question. When you intimidate someone, aren't they technically shaken? They only need to get raised on the intimidate. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, well, if I consider it an attack, let's check here. It's a it's, test of wills, and you only yeah, okay. get the, uh... Okay, have the intimidate. I use intimidate on him, plus two bonus for your next action against the opponent. Right. Okay, never mind, never mind. Okay. Um, okay, so this gentleman... Mm-hmm. Is gonna Another guard? To, yeah, this, the guard this Against here. my parry, right? And yeah. I have my shield on, so it's an eight. Uh, you're... Shield doesn't add to your. It does. It adds plus oh, one to my. Oh, yeah, plus one to your. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. You are correct, sir. Yes. Nope. All right. Okay. Uh, so he swings the butt of his. And I block your shield. Your yeah. shield comes up and it clangs off the yep. back of your shield. Right. All right. Now in, in battle. All right. Um, I don't want to kill this guy, but I may have to. Right. <laughs> you know you can knock people out, right? That's like, he, like he was trying to do to you. We have a doesn't even know how a spear works. <laughs> point, point four of the remember your options yeah. is you don't have to kill everyone you meet. <laughs> what? Oh, I was wondering if that was in bold. He just, <laughs> he just crossed out everything but kill everyone you meet. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Astrid is going to use her action uh, to say, everyone stop and tell me what the fuck is going on. So that is dreamy. all. Yep. She's right. so dreamy. <laughs> King! Ten! Nice, Jack. Nice. Okay. Yep. Um, so, King goes... I have seven and eight. What are, yeah, ace. I'm a king. Yep. King, all right. All right, King is... Uh, so... I can I can uh, roll to activate one of my one of my gifts uh, and and also move right. You, you'd have to first roll spirit to become unshaken. Oh, yeah, right, shaken right, right, right. Yeah. So my spirit is the eight. So let me go ahead and roll that. And you need a raise to act on this turn. Gotcha. Uh, one, stop it. Uh, it is seven, so not a raise. Uh, mm. but so I you're unshaken, unshaken, but yeah, yeah. Right. And I cannot take. I can't move. You can move. Button. You just can't take any other. Right, so I'm gonna at least start moving towards the door. Okay, cool. So you can move uh, so your. So my pace is. Ah, uh, shit, I never wrote down my face. How's the face calculator again? Six. Oh, it's just six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except for 
Except for short, stubby legs over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you make it out. You make it out the door. Okay. All right. David, you're next. Okay. I'm gonna look at uh. Too many papers here. Uh, Vana, I want to say Astrid. Look at Astrid. Point while the guard has you. Yeah. Point at Henrik and say Henrik is getting away. Give me a notice roll. Okay. You point in the direction of. There's more stuff over here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have gotten my phone. Um, you, while gripped by the guard, you just gesture frantically over towards uh, where Henrik is uh, limping off into the snowy woods. Um, and But when you turn to follow your own <laughs> finger pointing at him, um, you see Henrik disappearing into the trees, but that is not the only figure that you see moving among the forest. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this game of Hellfrost by Fanable Intern, Tex. If you liked this game, you know the games know the genres and systems you might enjoy, from fantasy to horror to a bunch of other stuff. We have blog posts, videos, and other stuff you might enjoy. If you really like us, and only if you really like us, consider giving to our Patreon. With the money, we buy things like web hosting, games to try on the podcast, and access for the Vikings. If you don't have the cash or not inclined, which is fine, consider talking about some forums, Give reviews and services like iTunes or whatever you want to do to get the fan of the word out there. We would love to get more fans like you. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.